if you're at the lowest low of your life, the only way is to go up. There's yeah, no other direction. That's, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no other direction. So you've got to just stop staying where you are at the lowest low, but move upwards. So do whatever it takes for you to move to the next stage of your life. Welcome to Impact Me Podcast. In the world of empowered feminine, we are the creator of our own story. My name is Mai Vu, your empowerment coach in love, and each week I will bring you an incredible mindset shift, an inspiring conversation, all the tool and the technique to help you transforming your fear, connect back to your heart, and start owning your worth, and finally be loved for who you truly are. On this empowering journey with me, you would feel worthy at the core to never settle for anything less than the destined love you are meant to have in this lifetime. Now grab your cup of tea and tune into today's episode with me, shall we? So please welcome Hilda Hermit from um, Femipreneur and also welcome to Impact Me Podcast. On today's episode, we were going to talk about releasing emotional baggage to welcome success. Um, a lot of you might think that to welcome success, you would need to do more, you need to learn more structural things, or you would need to improve on your skills, or you think you're not good enough right now, and then you keep pushing harder and try harder, and things still doesn't work, and it doesn't break through as uh, quickly as you wish. And um, after a lot of time helping women breaking through their own limitation and their cap capability, I realized that Actually, you don't need to do more. Yes, you do need to upgrade your skill. Yes, you do need to upgrade your belief system. However, before we do that, we need to make space for the new thing to come in. And that actually comes with releasing emotional baggage. Here I call it emotional baggage. I actually call it releasing the past or releasing the emotions that you haven't been able to felt through before. So let's get to know Huda and also her amazing story, why she is so into this emotional releasing because I when you hear her story you will understand why um, and so cannot wait to introduce Huda. Hi Huda, how are you today? Hi Mai, I'm great and thank you so much for having me here on Empowered Muse. I am so honored and I'm looking forward to give value and also to empower your community here. So thank you for calling me out um, to be here on your show. <laughs> Thank you. And we would love to hear your, your story. How would you come about your current brand right now? I know you, you doesn't come from a privileged family background, so please share with us and inspire a lot of women here. Um, how can you empower yourself to get where you are at right now? Sure, I'll tell my story um, and I hope that by telling this story that you will take away the lessons that I have gone through. So um, like what my mentioned that I did not come from a privileged family. Um, in fact, my circumstances was a little bit more privileged, I would say, than others. Um, but other things happened later on in my life. So basically what happened to me was um, at the age of 21, my father passed away. And um, I am the youngest to the family, the only girl. And my father, he owned a business. And mm. in, he, in this business, he made my mother the partner to his business. So when he passed away, my mom had no clue on what to do next. What 
he, she needed to do, you know, to clear the debts that my father had left behind. Um, so she made the decision to just sell off all the properties that my father had. And then as a result of that, we had one property and she also decided, you know what, it's okay. Just let the bank repossess this uh, property. So because of that decision um, and also a myriad of other things that happened back to back, uh, what I like to call as a series of unfortunate events over and over again. And uh, what happened was that I was left homeless. So I didn't have a home and I was living with my mother. So we had to actually, for the first few days, we had to beg the sympathy from our relatives to, you know, give us a shelter and also to um, be okay with us to get their food and all that. So it is quite customary for, um, you know, for our community, um, at least for the Muslim community to um, allow people to stay over, but for three days. So after three days, like you have to find another location. And that was what happened. So three days, then I will go to another place. And then three days, then I'll go to another place. So what happened was um, I actually ended up giving up. Uh, I felt really, really, you know, down because nobody... The, the you know the family that I have I have a really huge family extended family mm. Mm. but not everyone was willing to actually help us out so what I did was that I actually um, one day I was just looking around and I'm thinking okay it's going to be nighttime soon so where am I going to sleep I mm. don't have a place to stay I have this last fifty dollars with me and this fifty dollars is the one that I used to pay for one night stay at a hostel so I paid. And um, I actually asked them if I can pay for one person first and pay mm-hmm. for my mom the next day. So that was what I did. So my mom and I got a place to stay for one night. And then after that, I told her that enough is enough. I've got to make a decision and move forward. So that was when I realized that I really needed to go out and find a job. But I wasn't able to find a job. So what happened was that I actually applied for so many positions, so many. (laughs) And I wasn't able to even get a single call back, not even a single job. So I... No, I was stuck in that situation where we need money so that we can, you know, buy food and like we can have a place to stay. So what I did was that, you know, I'm just going to look at what I have around me and see what I can do. So I look around mm-hmm. and I saw that I have a laptop. I have a camera, a camera that was a present that my mom gave me. So mm-hmm. that was my DSLR at that time. I also have a mobile phone and my mobile phone was an iPhone 4 at that time. So iPhone 4 is really valuable, right? I think mean, you guys know mm. also that an iPhone is very valuable. Yeah, at that time, iPhone 4 yeah. is like the game changer. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, what I did was that I contacted my boyfriend, uh, then boyfriend, now husband, and I asked yeah, him, so <laughs> um, what can I get with this phone? How much can I get? He said probably about $200, $300. That's as much as you're going to get because it's a second hand. So mm. I said, okay, so if I were to sell this phone, I don't have a phone as a replacement. Do you have any spare phone that you can give to me so that I can use this money for me to survive? So he gave me a very old phone um, and that was the phone that I actually used um, to survive throughout. So I sold my iPhone. I got about $300. Now I also had that camera. So I asked him now. So now I have a camera, I have a laptop and I have $300. So what can Mm. I do um, Mm. for us to move forward? 
So he said, maybe we can do a photo booth business. So mm-hmm. at that time, um, in the year 2000 and um, 2012, it was really popular. A lot of people wanted photo booth services in um, their weddings and their events. So it was really a popular thing. So I said, okay, so uh, what can we do? So I gave him actually $150. I told him that I don't have enough. I need to survive. So I gave him $150. He said, okay, so he will just fork out the difference. And he bought mm-hmm. equipment. So from there, we actually got our first job. And we got our first mm. job, which was really interesting, which I told Maya this story, which was that that first job was actually in a bar. And here I am yeah. wearing a hijab. <laughs> I'm a Muslim woman. <laughs> yeah. And I have to do a project in a bar. And I was yeah. like, I was contemplating my values. But one of the things that yeah. I remembered so much um, that my religious teacher had taught me was that when you are in a situation where you really need to survive, you have to remember that you're doing this for survival. You're not going there to drink, which I wasn't. Yeah. So yeah. I was going there to earn an income. So that was what mm-hmm. I did. And, um, you know, I just, I was there. People know I wear the hijab. I still wear my hijab. I didn't take it out even though I was there at the event. Okay. So yeah. they know it was an event. And what was going on was that was my first job. That was my first gig that led to multiple other projects. And eventually, it led us to where we are today in a, in a company where I have a team with me and we have been serving large corporations like Prudential, Hitachi, um, UOB wow. Bank, which is a bank here in Singapore and um, in the mm. region. So we've been serving large clientels because of that one moment where you know, we, I told myself that enough is enough because of that yeah. one moment. and it led me to where I am today. So from that business, I was able to make the decision, you know, my mom's challenges, becoming a business partner to my father and not knowing what to do next when, you know, when he passes on Mm. is the reason why I started Fempreneur in the first place. Because I believed that, you know, if women are meant to do businesses, they need to have access to business knowledge. So that's the reason why I started. And that whole journey... It's shaped me to be who I am today. So I think that's really important. Um, how long was it ago? I think only a couple of years, right? Because you were 21 back then when you started. Yeah. And so now you're not that old. <laughs> you were very young. <laughs> yeah, it, actually that whole journey, um, that whole journey has been about eight years now. If you look at it, wow. it's about eight years now. It's been eight years. Uh, but if I had not gone through that, I wouldn't be where I am today. And if I were to tell yeah. my older self, um, you know, if I had to go through everything again, I will go through everything again. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I have chills in my body when I hear your story <laughs> again, even though uh, we have talked about this before and I really admire your strength and your spirit. You. When we actually first started talking about this, um, Huda was like, really admire how I was able to manifest and they uh, manifest very quickly. And I was really admire how she have the energy of I really want to educate women on doing business with the business knowledge so tell me what would you really love like what is the one thing significant over the past eight years one thing that you found significant that changed you from seeing yourself as a a girl into a businesswoman what would that one thing be Okay, so how I saw myself, um, I think to put it simply, is something that we can both relate, which is previously I had the princess mindset because oh, yeah. I was my father's only daughter, definitely a princess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So when he passed away, I had to really, you know, gather my courage and master my strength in order for me to survive the world. And those challenges actually shaped me to become a queen, uh, which is what I am hoping that other women as well will be able to uh, aspire to be as well. So one of the things I'm um, more of at the activity that I did when I first began was that I realized I just had too much problems. You know, mm-hmm. um, there they might be, you know, for you listening in, perhaps there might be a situation where you are going through your day-to-day and then suddenly something triggered, something happened in your life and you're, you will yeah. just sit down and start crying. Okay, yeah. So that was my True. situation in life. I mm. actually was like that. I can be in a conversation with a friend, but the moment my friend talks about her father, I can cry. Or I can, you know, be in a situation where I I was sitting in a public transportation and I actually see a child playing with the father and I can actually cry. You know, every small little things was causing me to tear. Means that I actually had a lot of emotional baggage, which is like what Mai said Mm. earlier. I had a lot of emotional baggage that I needed to get out, but I had no clue on what to do. So mm. one day um I told myself that okay enough is enough like I cannot be cr- I cannot be crying over and over again it's not healthy for me to a point where I actually yeah. felt dehydrated so <laughs> I know it was a grieving process but how yeah. long should one grieve you shouldn't be grieving for so many years so I was mm. actually grieving on and off about 2 or 3 years after my father has passed on um mm. I didn't start the business on the right foot as well so we actually mm. had another business partner but because of my emotional baggage I ended up asking that partner to leave so mm. this was like one of the things that affects your life and business when you have so much emotional baggage inside you so if it's okay with my I would like to share an activity that I did that can help you to overcome and release your emotional baggage. Okay, with you, Mai? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, go ahead. I think this is perfect. I mean, even though we plan for it later, but I think it's a perfect time for you to address um, um, the emotional baggage exercise. For for me, I just want to chip in one, uh, one information that is, I also was a princess and um, luckily I, I still have my parents around. But literally, my my story was actually that I couldn't do everything without a man. So literally, I have to have a husband. I have to have a man so that, that I can earn some or I can do something about my life. And when life taking that away, life took that away from me. Literally, I have no choice but to really stand up myself. I literally, at the first year of being in my business, I cried so much. Like not a lot of. The session I did with my coach was about business structure. It was mm-hmm. always about releasing the emotions because there was 25 years of me avoiding the pain, me avoiding mm-hmm. uh, my own princess or wounded archetypes that I always think that is not there. But it's always there. Like It's just like a pain here that it's just pressing in and then um, it keeps bleeding because you don't, you just put in an, a band-aid over on yeah. top of that, but you never actually heal but underneath that, right? So emotional baggage is like you starting to really look at your problem and truly understand how can you heal it from a deeper level instead of mm-hmm. putting ban it and ban it like grabbing this program or like listening to affirmation or like trying to look away. It's not the way to heal through emotional baggage. Yeah. So I would love to hear Huda example and also walking through the process. So thanks for sharing your story, Mai. I think it's really inspiring what you have done. And I 
am really certain as well that a lot of women have this feeling, especially in the Asian context, we have yeah. this feeling and desire that if you know we don't have a man in our life, we are not accomplished, but that's not the reality. So I'm glad, mm. Mai, you are doing what you are doing because it really helps women a lot to move forward and take the yeah. next stage in life where they can yeah. be confident in themselves. So that's great. All right, so I'm going to share with you the um, emotional baggage release exercise. So what I like to call the brain dump activity. So this mm-hmm. activity uh, was something that I actually went through uh, when I was um, interacting with this woman. Um, her name is Surya. Mm-hmm. So during this period of time where I was feeling very, very down, she was speaking to a group of 200 women. So I'm like thinking, hey, this woman is amazing. She's wearing a hijab. She's speaking so eloquently. She's speaking to a group of 200 people. I want to learn from her. So I went mm-hmm. up to her and she said that her program actually cost $3,000, $4,000. So I, told, I asked her what was the one thing that I could do to take back home so that I can actually um, implement something. So she gave me three books. Um, the first book is Millionaire Mindset. Second book is uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad And the last one is Cashflow Quadrant So she told me, read mm. these three books And you will be able to find the answers that you are looking for So that was what I did And after mm. I read this book One of the activities that T. Half Ecker mentioned in Millionaire Mindset Was to write a letter to yourself But I yeah. felt that I don't want to write a letter to myself I wanted to do something more I feel that I cannot speak to my future self at that time Because in my mind, I'm thinking Can I even have a future? So what mm. I did instead was I tweaked this activity and I took a blank piece of paper, just like the one I have over here, just like a blank piece of paper. And I just look at it for about 30 seconds. I just stare blankly with a pen in my hand and, and ask for permission from my body and my mind to help me in the process of releasing what I didn't know I was thinking about. So mm. if you are going through emotional distress or you have a lot of challenges that you're going through in life this activity is superbly great for you because you are able to sort of release it out sometimes you know the way that we release is to talk to people but for mm. most of us the thoughts are so private that you don't feel that if you were to share it with someone they can understand what you're going through so that's sure. fine so what you want to do instead is you want to take a pen and a blank piece of paper and you want to just ask permission from your body to Let you release whatever that you are thinking about. And then you start writing every single thought that comes through you. Every single mm. thing that you are thinking about, write it down. So when I first started this, um, it got a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> so the things that I was thinking about is, mm, I think that I want to have coffee later. I want to oh, you know, yeah. grab a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's all these kind of ridiculous things, but they are necessary. They are setting the stage for what mm. is to come. So after you continuously write, you will soon notice that you are saying things about yourself. You are saying mm. things that you have thought and believed in yourself. So one of those things that I said to myself over and over again was that I am not good enough. I am mm. not worthy enough. I've been saying these things in my heart, but then it went into my mind and make it a reality. So I believed that I wasn't good enough. So when I wrote mm. it down, it kept appearing. It kept on appearing. 
And that soon made me realize that there is a common theme that is going on in my life. That the reason behind why I cannot move forward is because I believe that I didn't deserve all these things. So I kept yeah. writing and writing. It took me about two hours or so for me to um, do this activity. And every time when I reach a trigger, I would cry. Every time I reach another trigger, I would be angry. And then I would feel like I need to get up and move. So this activity is good because if you do it, on a day-to-day basis, especially now that you've learned about it, the first time when you're doing it, you're probably going to need a longer time. Maybe five days straight, you're going to do this activity. And as you progress, you will see that your list will actually get shorter and shorter. And that is you slowly releasing every baggage that you have in your Mm. life. So this is super important. And I feel that for you to become an entrepreneur or for you to become a leader in, and in whatever industry that you are in, to just even be a leader of yourself, you yeah. need to release this and you need to let it out. Because if you keep believing the lies that you tell yourself, it will eventually become the truth, even though it's not. So you need yeah. to let that go and I just think, believe. Yeah. yeah. This is the emotional baggage, like brain dump exercise that I usually do as well and guide mm. a lot of my uh, my women do. And I just want to add in one thing um, why this is so important. Actually, at the beginning, I was so in awe that you can write for two hours because <laughs> I remember I tried to avoid it by the all cost. Like I tried to get up and walk away from my desk. I tried to drink um, sweets. Stuff I try to eat and then I try to play with my baby. When I find myself distracting myself from the one task that I need to complete, I know that there is something I'm avoiding. Mm-hmm. Thank God to that awareness because I was so committed to actually heal through anything that I need to in order to get to where I want to. Because you know, everyone has big dreams, but this kind of process, right? It's not easy. If anyone has done it before, you know it is not easy to actually yeah. face your demon inside and you try to avoid it at all costs and you and you keep running away from it. But then tomorrow you have to face it because mm-hmm. you, you can't move forward so fast and you can't leave forward and you know there's something wrong inside but you don't know why. Yeah. The second reason I, I love this because um, sometimes when you have a headache that is too long, you forgot that you have a headache until yeah. like, someone massage your body and you was like, oh, I, I have like a back pain, but actually your head is full of pain, right? Like I didn't realize that until my, my mom actually touched my on my head and said, oh my God, your head is like a lot of uh, blo- uh, block in, in tension. And, and I was like, oh, but I don't have back pain and all of that. And so this is how thoughts really is. They are in your mind. You're just not aware of them. And if you are not living at the life that you desire right now, I'm 100% sure that your thoughts is running the game and you're actually the construct like the destructive thoughts actually running mm-hmm. the game instead of the constructive thoughts. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that you can choose your thoughts actually. This is mm-hmm. when you step into your queenhood, you know you can choose your thought, you know you can direct your mind. But people keep saying to me like, oh my God, like I have, I've seen the thoughts and it's so, it's so big, I can't run away from it. And I was like, hold on, stand and breathe. You have a control over your thought. You get to choose the next thought you want to exercise in mm-hmm. your mind and don't give away that power to the thoughts. And people actually was not even aware of their thoughts. And they literally dedicate all of those power of creation 
choose the con- choose the destructive thoughts that manifested the wrong life. So I this agree. is a process that's really really important. I call it emotional uh, channeling. Your journaling, you call it uh, brain dump, like. Mm-hmm. Anything, just pick out maybe play a music, pick out a piece of paper, write absolutely anything on your mind mm-hmm. until you started to feel that sense of tingling in your body or like that that touch Enough. in your heart or yeah. like you feel you want to cry or you feel mm-hmm. like oh this is the truth like you just it's like you're opening up your eyes and you wake up right yeah I love that process. True. I love this whole um, this whole activity and like Mai, you actually mentioned a really good point. I think most people will be just like you also. They will actually get <laughs> up and just like, no, I don't want to do this. I'm going to go somewhere else. So I actually forced myself. important, right? There's yeah. important. Like I need to finish that email. I need to call up clients. I need to do this. But actually, you need to stay here with yourself and with your pain. Yeah. That is not something we got t- trained to do. Exactly. So, um, I mean, uh, to answer your question as to how I even got through the two hours, it was actually because like I I shared with all of you that I don't actually have a home, right? So Mm. I would, um, I would go to the local library and that is like Mm. my, my go-to spot, my best friend at, at that period of time. I have no one to talk to. So I only had the paper. I, I had my outside window view. So that's it. And I was really in peace because no one was around me. So I just did what I needed to do. In other words, I committed and I told myself that I cannot keep on doing this over and over again. Yeah. So I need to heal and I need to find a process and a way for me to do that. So this activity, if you are afraid, then first start with 30 minutes. You know, you can start with whatever you're comfortable with and then yeah. work your way up. Trust me. Because I've actually had a list of um, a super long list. I think I had 250 things that I was not happy about. And mm. then finally, it struck to a point where I actually said positive things about myself. So I let Beautiful. go of everything. And then the last yeah. line started to becoming, you are amazing. You are, yeah. you are inspiring. And then it went on and on. And that is what you want to do. So you release all the negativities and you get to a point where you believe that you can do great things in life. Right, mm. so I think it's possible for so you guys to actually the, do this as well. The second step is that yes. the second step that you write until you start being appreciative of life. Yeah, uh, like when I start appreciative of oh, I actually I have a pen right now. Like I have air condition, I have fruit, I have water, I have someone to care of my baby. When I get to appreciate very naturally, that's yeah. when I know that love actually come back instead of the dark shadow that was playing me. Was yeah. that the second step? Yes, that was the second step. So the second step is for you to keep writing until you start to be appreciative of yourself or until the things that you write start to become positive. You know, for example, Mm. if let's say you were writing for 30 minutes and the first half of it was just you were saying that, um, you know, I... I had an issue with my spouse. I didn't like that my spouse was saying this to me. I'm very angry with him and all that. And all the at the end, the, su- the sudden positive message that came out of it was just that you are grateful that you have him in your life. You are grateful that yeah. he is a supportive husband or you are grateful yeah. that you, know, you actually have a support system in your life as compared to mm. others who may not have that. So once you start mm. to be appreciative of the things that, that you have in your life, you are naturally um, hitting the wall to break a dam. So imagine like Mm. you have a dam and this dam is that blockade that you have. Mm. And once Mm. you start to see the positivity, it's like you're taking a hammer and you're breaking the wall. And slowly... Mm 
But surely, when the wall tears down, the water of abundance will, will flow through. And that is what you want in your life. Wow. Everyone would <laughs> love that. Because I, when you talk about the dam and the world, I realize that people try and always try, like they see the world, but what they're trying to do is climb over the world without anything. But what you can actually so smart that you can sit at the end of the world, right? Like at the bottom yeah. of the world and use a hammer to break that. And that yeah. is where the tension point got broken. And that is where water comes flooding in. That was when abundance come back to you because gratitude is the attitude, right? When you get back to a natural state of appreciation, abundance come back to you. I love that image mm-hmm. so much. So <laughs> what is the next step that they can do from then? Sure. So the next step that you need to do is um, this step requires you to, you know, really let go of the negativities. So I want you Mm -hmm. to look back at your whole list and try to see the things that are negative. Take back your paper and strike them off. Just cancel everything out. You know, like Mm -hmm. when we are using our computer and we actually have Mm -hmm. files that we no longer need, we have the option to delete them. But with our minds, how can we delete them? So this is an activity for you to really tell your body, your whole body, because you're actually doing the act of cancelling out. Tell your Mm -hmm. body that I don't want this in my life anymore. So you cross it out. And you cross it out. You cross all the yeah. negatives in your life. So this is the next step. But within this step as well, as you go through the list, I want you to also identify the common themes that goes through all of it. So perhaps mm-hmm. the things that you're normally not okay with is actually about money. Perhaps that yeah. you are you know, very unhappy or upset about the financial situation that you have at hand. So that is mm-hmm. one common theme. Then you want to bring it out and try to see how can I improve my financial situation? What are the things that I can do so that I can become a better person with a better financial situation? So once you have identified the themes, you know what to work on. These Mm -hmm. are the things, they are like big rocks that you put at the back of your head. You keep yeah. telling yourself later, later, later. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, and now it's been and the verbalized. coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now that you've already gotten it out, you are not only releasing the negativities, you are also trying to identify the things that you need to work on. So that's step number yeah. three. <laughs> and you know what? Clarity is power instead of like you trying to look for, like of course a coach will tell you what's wrong with you, but if you don't actually know what the pattern in you, yeah, the coach can only help you as much as you provide her the information. But then digging into the information comes with this process. I love this process so much. Um, I usually do it before any time that I go on any group coaching or talking to my 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 uh, my coach. Um, and I usually wake up very early because when everyone is asleep, your energy is so clear, and you can actually start tapping onto your subconscious mind through channeling, journaling like this. Um, so if anyone would love to actually multiply the power of this tool, do it the first thing you you wake up in the morning, have a strong intention to wake up around 4, 4.30, a.m. and then start writing um, and you will see so much clearer. I, I love mm-hmm. this one. So what <laughs> yeah, is the so final step they can do? Great. The final step that you need to do is to look at all the, ne- uh, all the positive things that you have said about yourself. So you've, you are now coming to a sense of appreciation of yourself. Transfer mm. the positive things onto a blank piece of paper. Okay, mm. so you're going to write down everything. Don't type because acti- typing out doesn't work. You have to write it out. So you write down the positive things on another piece of paper. This is your daily mantra. You're going to paste it on a wall. 
And you're going to tell yourself uh, every single day. Okay, so I'm amazing. I am worth it. I am capable of great things. I deserve yeah. good things in life. So you're going to keep yeah. telling yourself this over and over again. And like, you know, just like how we always feed ourselves lies that eventually becomes the truth in ourselves. Now you're mm-hmm. going to tell yourself stories that you have created that will eventually become the truths in your life. Yeah. So it's the same so the thing. constructive stories. Yes, constructive stories that would help you. So that's the final step. And you would have gone through the whole process of releasing your emotional baggage. So I think that's a really mm. like a fun activity to do. Uh, you yeah. want to try out to see like, is my brain really working? <laughs> Am I telling myself <laughs> things? Yeah, so this helps you to see what you are really thinking about. Yeah. yeah. And also, I anytime I go, I walk out of the session. I feel like I just spend time with myself. Like I feel like you talk to a girlfriend that truly understand you, that have all the questions, like all the answers for you, and you just deepen up, deepen the relationship with yourself to another new level, mm-hmm. and that no one can give to you, right? Like yeah. even though you have read so many books, you try everything tool that you can. This stuff only work when you're so willing to to go there with yourself. Um, and it be it if you want a success in your relationship or with money, you know what money and men is just masculine energy and masculine energy is about action and it's about taking care of yourself and that if you don't have a lot of money and love right now from a man because you are like of taking care of yourself you that, that masculinity inside of you is like right now and one of the ways to recharge that part is actually spend time and just t- take care of your emotional state of being. So I really want to encourage a lot of you. I, we have like so many women here right now. Um, I encourage all of you to, after this this talk, shut down the computer, play a music, play a song, um, pull out your piece of paper. Maybe two A4 would be a good start of 30 minutes and keep writing, keep writing everything that you can think of um, until you start gradually be appreciative of yourself. I absolutely yeah. love this beautiful yeah uh, i really hope and also pray um that all of you who are you know in need of this sort of like a way out of what you are going through right now i Mm. hope that this sharing session that i have with mine right now will really help you to identify an activity that you need to do to help you move yourself to the next stage yeah anytime you feel stuck um i would recommend this this work and I always say that your man and your girlfriend is your, your journal and it's not your emotional processing uh, uh, places. Your journal is actually your best friend. Um, it's not just about you feel safe within yourself, but it's also about you starting to realize things that you actually never be aware of. Because when you talk, you are in your conscious state. But when you write, you can access that dark, deep state, right? Because the movie gets done when they are in that room. If anyone know about the process of making movie or printing out the photo, everything comes to life in a darker place. And that is your subconscious mind. And by you writing it down and journaling it down like this, you're gonna feel so much uh, more clear about what's inside of you. And when you can see the problem, you can actually fix it. Awareness is 80% of the work. Um, Who that just inspires one last thing that when you use this, what is the change you see in yourself? And that actually got you throughout eight years and right now launching your own business and having serving like big 
corporate clients and also serving lots of other women in their business as well. What was the change that you saw significant from this? I think that um, the most important change that occurred to me was I was at a position of the lowest position in my life, which was I was not able to have a house. I would be begging for food and I would actually have to ration my water. So that's yeah. really the lowest in my life. And after I did this activity, what happened was that I started to open up my mind and mm. people started to come to help mm. me and my mom willingly, not because you know we were going out there to beg. So begging yeah. is like a state where nobody wants to have to go through. It's a very demoralizing state. But when help comes your way through the universe, it's because of the activity that you have done in your life, that you're opening up, you're becoming more grateful, that you're allowing help in the first place, willing to accept help. So mm. help came in. Uh, we managed to get ourselves some funding and got a rental house. And that was how I actually managed to survive. Then eventually, I set up another business for me to get married, which I did. So <laughs> I set up one business just for me to sell hijabs, got yeah. whatever I need. I raised about um, $3,000, got married. Wow. <laughs> and then after that, I closed that business. And I went on to continue the business that I set up with my husband. So... You know, a lot of things can happen in your life, but the most important thing is that it really pushes you to the next stage of your life. I was yeah. at the lowest of my low and now I'm married. It's the you breaking know? point, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is the breaking point. Imagine that all the struggles that you go through was indeed that big wall that you needed to break down. And by doing this activity, by releasing your emotional baggage, no matter how long it takes, you know, but you have to do it consistently. You are slowly cracking the wall. And one day, mm. one day when the wall collapsed, the dam will break free. The water will come through, rushing in. And at that time, you will be asking, what happened here? How come yeah, I suddenly have... Factor. Yeah, how come <laughs> I suddenly have so many good things in my life? And when that happens, you'll be like thinking, oh, okay, this happened because I actually did this one activity. And in essence, that activity was just you being grateful with what you have in your life. Yeah, so that's, um, I would say that if there's any wisdom that I want to impart to you is this, that you need to actually do an activity for yourself. This is uh, like a whole much to yourself. You have to give yourself good treatment. Um, if you mm. want to, you know, if you think of it that you have the financial capacity to go to a spa, like yeah. this is this is the cheapest spa that you can get. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for yeah. your, mental, for your yeah. mental health. Yes, for your I mental health. I absolutely adore your, your strength, Huda, um, because I think one common theme for us, uh, me and you, is actually going through the lowest points and only going up from that, that point onwards. But a lot of women stuck at the lowest points because she thinks that um, there's nothing else can be better from here. She thinks that she's the unlucky, like the, the most unlucky person on this planet. She think that, why me, why me? But I really want to send this message out there to you if you are going through your lowest point or you actually are facing a lot of struggles in life that you've never faced before, that maybe you were the princess of a, a, a good family and right now you have to deal with everything by yourself. I really want to send a message to you that take this opportunity, take this out chance as an opportunity for you to grow because if you're, if if Huda father didn't pass away, I'm I'm sure that we don't have a femmepreneur, a very inspiring woman here right now. Um, of course, like we don't want anyone to leave us, 
But I I find in my whole journey that if anyone actually leaves me, it is a journey. Uh, it is a a turning point for me to know how to fill in that position by myself, mm-hmm. and that actually helped me to feel more empowered. That I get to take care of my mental um, wellness. That I get to take care of my financial ability. That I also take care of my emotional. Um, capacity and this is why I am so confident that I'm a queen of my life right now because when you know that you can have a man or you can have a job but you don't need them that is when you feel more powerful in your life right when you know that you can have them and you want them but you don't need them to actually survive to actually like fill up that part of missing empty pieces of you that is that feels so much more empowering and powerful right because you get a choice you get to choose what kind of jobs you want to take next what kind of clients you want to come like you want to welcome in your life what kind of men I mean like not like applicable to you but my audiences have a lot of single women what kind of sure. men do you want to welcome in in your life what kind of treatment do you actually going to stand for and stand by instead of like taking everything because you need to survive. Mm-hmm. So I think fulfillment for me is the capacity to really provide that space, that safe space for me to to talk to myself like this, general journaling, uh, remote, emotional baggage understanding, and really provide me the solution from that clarity. Yes, we need mentor, we need life mentor, we need coaches, we need community to help us. But um, you yourself, it's the key for success. What would you say? Yeah, I would say that whatever you say is really helpful to a lot of women in your community, in my community, in the world. Uh, If I were to leave off with one message, it is that if you're at the lowest low of your life, the only way is to go up. There's no other direction. (laughs) There's no other direction. So you've got to just stop staying where you are at the lowest low, but move upwards. So do whatever it takes for you to move to the next stage of your life. Yeah. And I think if you don't know what to do next, just put in a prayer, right? Just write down. I really wanted to heal my life. One of my clients told me how she found me is a year ago. She was really breaking down. Um, she was so in, much in pain and she cannot sleep. And she said, I really wanted to heal my life. Please show me the way. And then a year later when she found me, she's like, oh, it's like a God human. <laughs> but I think it's just a law of attraction um, yeah. because I guide her through exactly the process of healing, but it's not that painful. Yes, it's painful to break through yourself, but it doesn't, it doesn't take you like two years, 10 years to grieve or to mm-hmm. stuck in a po- one point. So the only way is to be up and to be really open up and receive support from universe guidance. I really hope that all of you would take this right now in your journal. I don't know where to go, but I am open for support right now. Please show me the way. That is my, my prayer. Yeah, it's great. Thank you so much. I had a, I, I had a great time. Yeah, uh, we have so many comments here. Um, and a lot of the audiences say that this is really helpful for me right now. This is, I, I believe that it served the woman and um, just to take take this chance to share with all of you that 
if you're looking for support and for the community to really help you move to the next level of your success, uh, my opening up Dare to Dream program is out right now and it's still in tech. DM me for all information if you need to. Um, but if you're listening here uh, on the Department Podcast, please share this with anyone who know who you know that uh, would need to hear this message, who you know that would need to understand about emotional baggage and learn how to do this process, four-step process. Um, I love what Huda said and um, that would serve her the most. And in turn, you're going to receive so much more from this sharing. So please pass it on to anyone who you know is needing this message the most today. And thank you, Huda, for your sharing. I really appreciate your heart. If anyone would love to follow you, where can they find you? You can look for me at Fempreneur Secrets or you can go on to FempreneurSecrets.com. So that's where I am mostly active on. Uh, but if you want to be a little bit more personable with me, you can follow me on Instagram, Fempreneur Secrets. And I'm very active. I'm the one who's responding to every comment there. So oh, you know beautiful. that I'm the one who's there. <laughs> all right. I love your, I love all of your posts and your content, Fempreneur Secrets right yeah. um mm. so go follow huda uh, and i wish you all the best for your business for your encounter with your husband and i look forward to talk to you the next time if there's opportunity for us to reconnect likewise thank you so much Mai, for having me thank you thanks everyone for joining us here and i see you later for the next episode of empowerment podcast bye for now thank you for tuning into the show today I appreciate your time because time is the most valuable assets that you can have. Thoughts go stronger when it is shared. So if you love this episode, please give it a review, subscribe and share it with your girlfriends or your sister. It would mean the world to me to get this message out there to a larger audiences because as a woman, I believe that we are destined to be loved for exactly who we are. Don't forget to tag me at empower.muse if you're sharing on Instagram. And until next time, follow your heart and always stay empowered in love. See ya ladies. Bye bye.